Hi, this is Ryan File. I'm the web editor and a reporter for the Mail Tribune. I typically host a podcast called First Thing, which is basically a recap of our top stories of the day that's released on most weekdays. Uh, occasionally, though, you can find me helming another podcast called The Insider. Now, the whole idea behind it is to provide a look behind the curtain of a more in-depth story that we reported on. Typically. Today's episode is uh, different in that I'm talking to a colleague about an in-depth project, but it's not a story. You see, for the last few months, outdoors reporter Mark Freeman, who's here with me, photographer Jamie Lush, and I have been out in nature, cameras in hand, shooting a lot. It's for a new joint venture with KTVL that essentially expands the Oregon outdoors section of the Mail Tribune. You find every Friday in the paper and online at mailtribune.com to television. And the debut episodes are coming your way next week, so I thought it was a perfect opportunity to sit down and do an early check-in with Mark, as he's the guy you're going to be seeing up on the screen. Uh, So, Mark, welcome. Hey, Ryan. So, uh, to start with, there's a lot of background on how this all came to be, obviously, but to start with, how about you give me the basics? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this. I don't know if you even knew how this kind of started, but it was shortly after um, Stephen Zessel bought the paper. Um, He told me, he said, walked by one day, said, oh, by the way, we're going to put you on television. And I'm like, really? And he's this face? And (laughs) and I said, well, yeah, he says, yeah, we're going to have, we're going to get you on a local station. You're going to do outdoor stuff just like you're doing in the paper. And I thought, well, that's, you know, really interesting. And and he said he had, it just, it seemed like a natural, he said, that we should just do this. And and then he kind of left. It was just this really kind of casual thing. And then when we met about it and started talking more seriously about how we're going to do this, um, and then it was, it was like one of the first things he had planned mm-hmm. um, when, you know, things are still just really, you know, fluid. Remember those first few months? And, yeah. um, and then it was okay. And then we were waiting for these, all these new cameras to show up. So we had the gear to do this and that drug on forever. So um, we just decided, hey, let's start practicing at least for this. So we were, we were using your 1800s camera. <laughs> <laughs> With lenses and... Yeah, when that thing yeah. broke the Smithsonian aspect. That's right. Know, I got a call right away. We were you know, practicing with our phones, just trying to get an idea. It's like you know, real low technology, but just trying to get an idea. So how's this going to work? And, yeah. And, you know, it, and then you know, last, what, month or so, we've been really kind of... Doing the real thing. And feeling it up, yeah. And it's uh, turning out uh, the way Zazzle wanted it to. Mm-hmm. So when you, obviously when he came to you at first, it's kind of like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. But then, you know, it starts getting ramping up to the real thing. I mean, what did you think of the idea at first? I thought it was great. Um, I, you know, I don't shy away from any of this stuff, you know. Um, you know, the concept of, you know, reinventing yourself professionally at age 53 was um, pretty intriguing to me. Um, and it's not like this, you know, I've never done anything like this, you know, back before your time, Jamie Lush and I uh, did a series on videos on how to float and fish the Upper Rogue River. Mm-hmm. And it was with this cheesy little handheld camera and uh, a, a mic on a, uh, I think I had a 10-foot um, lead-in from the mic into the camera, so we were so limited in what we could do. But we, we just had so much fun. And those are pretty popular stuff. Yeah, they, they were really popular, and then they disappeared. You can't find them anymore. There is a, when we changed servers or something, they disappeared. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently they're somewhere, and we might try to either, you know, dig them out or actually just redo them. Because 
you know, the quality, like I said, the quality of the, of the video was terrible, but people love those. And I still get at least one call a month, somebody asking me, hey, where's that video on how to run Rattlesnake Rapid, which is the toughest rapid on the Upper River, the one that keeps a lot of people off the stretch between uh, Dodge and Tubel. It's funny, it's right on Cresselle Winery now. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And usually, I got a lot of flack from people on that. They didn't want me to show you how to run Savage Rat, or, uh, Rattlesnake Rapid because there were so many. It kept so many people out of there. So. Okay, gotcha. Anyway, so I had I had fun with this and um, and I just and then I've done a lot of videos for the outdoor section, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're just fun, and I was I was really excited about it, really. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, something that you said about reinventing yourself at fifty three. I mean, you you and I have talked a few times about just the importance of being willing to evolve yeah. in, in this profession right. and everything, and not just getting you know stuck in your ways, being being willing to learn things and uh, and uh, you know just jump into things that you don't know how to do and just learn them and right. just and that's important in any profession I think. Mm-hmm. Well what did you think when we first when it first came to you like hey you're going out with these guys. Well I mean it, and it the w- when the practice stuff was starting I, I kind of thought that okay this is going to be limited to you know sort of a fancier thing of just having videos go with your stories that that go in the uh, online and stuff. But then we started talking TV and everything, and it was like, I thought it was great because of the fact that it, f- that it forced me to, to just be better all around. And I mean, we've got this new equipment and everything, and so that, that certainly helped. But, but I found myself, when we were out, um, not that I didn't you know, care about my shots and stuff before, but I was like... I was a lot more critical on myself in terms of the types of things that I got. I was a lot more demanding of myself in terms of like, okay, th- this is going to be on television, so I need to, to step it up. Um, and so that was, I think that was helpful just in terms of like forcing me to, to just get better because I know I need to get better because of the medium that's, that it's going to be on as opposed to just YouTube or just our website, you know? So, but yeah, no, I had, I had a lot of fun too. Um, it was, uh, it was, it was different. I mean, you and Jamie are like outdoor vets. I mean, that's, yeah. that's your, that's your second, maybe your first home. And I mean, for, for me, I, lo- I like to go camping and hiking and stuff like that, but I, I, I don't do it nearly as much as you guys. Right. So to, to get out to these places that I, you know, would never go to ever. I mean, there was this one, when we went to, um, there was a wilderness area when we were shooting, uh, that waterfall video. Oh, right. And just, you know, I'm crawling over these fallen trees and yeah. limbs and stuff. And I just, I, I was kind of grinning because I was like, this is, this is pretty sweet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, it is funny because watching you and some of these things, it's like, you know, just like when I did it for the first time 30 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, this is, you know, kind of old hat to us. And, but, you know, think about Jamie and I, you know, we've done this stuff all the time for years and years and we really enjoy it. We really enjoy doing it together. But, um, we are pretty cognizant that it's a pretty dang special opportunity every time we're out there. But I remember it was weird that it was, like, it was funny. It was almost like this odd couple thing. Mm-hmm. So you take these two outdoor dudes and you give them a, a, a techie dude who, who yeah, the first, I think the first trip up, the first story we were doing, you're talking about how your idea of, of outdoors is playing frisbee golf. Yeah, <laughs> something oh like that. God. It's like, oh, this guy's in for a world of hurt. <laughs> well, it, but, it, you know, it, it makes, it's act, I think it's worked out really well because it makes, um, we, we both have to think of things differently. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're telling me um, things I need to do for the camera, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm also having to explain this to you. So um, I think it helps the storytelling components instead of just, you know, hanging out with the guys who know your language through and through. 
you know, there's stuff that needs to be explained and stuff to walk through and then stuff that we kind of take for granted is actually really cool. Yeah. Well, and it was the same on this end too, because it was just like, you know, you're able to tell me, okay, we're going to come around this corner. You're going to see a bunch of fallen trees. We're in a wilderness area. Just, just so you know, that's coming up. And it's like, that would have totally caught me off guard if I'd just been, you know, skulking around there. So that was, that was useful too. So I think we both have definitely learned a lot. So for sure. So, um, you know, jumping off of that, um, what what would you say the process has been of shooting these things and and kind of how it how it's worked because it's it's definitely in my eyes it's definitely evolved and I yeah. think it's going to continue to evolve yeah. but just from your standpoint how's this whole thing gone down well um, from the beginning you got to understand that uh, this has been the Jamie and Freeman show mm-hmm. where it's just hey we're just going to go out and do what we want to do we get the shot you know we're, we're only looking for one shot or two shots you know we'll go on a steelhead trip. And, uh, you know, if we get, we get the money shot in the first hole, you know, we're good to go, man. All we have to do is, you know, fill it out and, you know, bump into some people on the river. But, um, you know, television, it's this, it's this big freaking production. You know, now we got another guy in the boat. We've got, we've got 50 pounds of extra gear and all this kind of stuff. And where are we going to put everybody and how is this going to work? And, you know, how are we going to get the video? And the still shots, because we can't, you can't do them at the same time. As you know, you know, you can't, you don't want to hear that. Click, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we got to make sure we don't step on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the physically pulling these things off um, has been a little bit of a, a challenge and a wake up. Um, you know, I think we still do the stories very similar to how we've always done them. I do a lot of pre-reporting. So we know what we're doing. We're just going to go essentially find the people and the places and the, the pieces of nature that tell that story in a cohesion and in this time, very visual uh, manner. So the structure of how a story comes to be is the same, but the, the, the guts of getting video to go with this. Because, you know, one of the biggest things, I think the, the biggest um, learning curve I've had was, like I said, you know, Jamie and I go out, one or two shots is all we need. You know, I have to link, we have to link every sentence I say to an image. You know, we can't have just me walking around out there yakking all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to get so many images. We have to capture so many things. And it has to be super smooth. And, uh, you know, you know all this kind of stuff. But this is all you know, completely kind of new, new to us. Well, and, and um, dovetailing off of that, though, I mean, something that, that has been really great for me, too, is, I mean, when you're, when you're doing these types of projects as the person who shoots and edits them, you get tunnel vision, I mean, severely, because, you know, you've seen it a million times, you're looking for certain things, but then I show it to you or, or you know, our editor, Kathy Noah, and um, just, it'll... Be, you'll point something out that I just I didn't see, but it's obvious after you point it out to me. It's like, oh yeah, I have to, I absolutely have to fix that or tighten that up or or kill that out or add something in. So that's been really cool too, just in terms of like getting that that extra feedback. That if it had just been me flying solo, probably never would have happened. Right. And so that's why this thing has been so cool. Also, just it, it's definitely a big collaboration by a lot of players. Yeah, and I think uh, one of the other things that surprised me about me is being able to um, keep essentially three days of story board in mind as we're out in the field, you know, and 
I think it works really well because you know I, I I'm the one who knows what the story is. You kind of don't know what the story is. I kind of unless whatever I tell you, but you haven't done the pre-reporting and all that. Mm -hmm. So when you I think it works really well when you just focus on the technical aspects of trying to pull off the shots that we think we need mm -hmm. as we go. Really works well. Yeah. That's true. Um, and it, it's interesting, too, how things evolve. I mean, because we, we went recently on um, a hike, well, not a hike, but it was a, a thing behind Mount Ashland where U.S. Fish and Wildlife was looking for certain types of bumblebees, mm -hmm. bees, the, the Western and Franklin's uh, bumblebees, for uh, just to see if they needed to list them as endangered species, right? Is that, well, or, yeah, or something it was more like of a presence and absence study. Okay. Uh, one of the, the Franklin's is under review for potential listing, but the Western isn't. Okay. So ultimately, we, we were up there, and we thought it was going to be like a one-and-done kind of thing. But then you thought, after talking to these guys, you know, actually, this would make a really good three-parter. And just, it's interesting how things evolve like that. And we've had, you know, for a couple of these things, we've had to go out multiple times because it's like, okay, we need this. We, we, can't, we can't cut corners on this. We, gotta, we have to actually get something. We can't just put Mark in the middle of a park in Jacksonville and say we're in the middle of this section of woods because yeah. people are going to know. Well, um, yeah, well, first of all, we should say that the, the, the TV packages that are coming out are going to be uh, a single story stretched over three days, three 90-second um, pieces. So it'll be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday on uh, KTVL, and there's 6 p.m. Yeah. So the, one of the big challenges is how do you make uh, three stories seamlessly move into one long story, um, not leave the people who miss Tuesday... So when's, make sure Wednesday makes sense to them and stuff like that. So originally I thought the B thing was going to be just a single video. But, you know, there got to be a lot of cool elements that we discovered up there. Mm -hmm. And we just said, hey, you know, we can do three out of this. But there's just a few things we didn't do to make it three. So we made the decision. And they were back up there doing the same survey in the same area. So we just did it again. Mm -hmm. And basically we're out there until we got enough to tell one big story in three cohesive chunks. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the formula that I think we'll end up doing. Hopefully we won't have to keep going back up all the time. Yeah, certainly. Well, that's actually one thing I've learned from you as a reporter, though, um, just the, the ability to, okay, you've got this broad topic. You know, If you can teach yourself to zoom in on that topic and pull you know, a piece of that that can be a story. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be this broad, overarching Sunday package thing every single time, right. you know. Um, and I think that we were able to do that with these. I mean, these were like these were the snapshots within the the bigger picture. Uh, yeah, that's basically uh, something I had to learn by my fifth week as a columnist here, 29 and a half years ago. That you know, you'll never survive writing the kind of the the lumper pictures, the mm -hmm. big kind of overall stories because you run out, you burn too many other stories in the process. So the most focused and tight these stories can be, you can learn more and um, not waste a lot of our future opportunities. And you can still present the big picture yeah, somewhere in sure. there, but the focus is, is definitely on that zoomed in portion. The way I look at this in the long term is this is today's snapshot and this collage of of this outdoor story. Right. So with, with that in mind, what are, what are some of the topics that we've uh, covered so far? Well, uh, we kick it off with uh, early run summer steelhead fishing, mm -hmm. which we started when it was really early. <laughs> but it's not so still, early Still now. technically in the window. It's still, but it's, it's early. It's still early. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we got the bees, and uh, we were uh, 
uh, well, we spent some time with the uh, people from the uh, Siskiyou Upland Trails Association who are in the process of putting together the second phase of the Jack Ash Trail, which is this ambitious uh, project to have a trail, a running and a hiking trail that would link Jacksonville to Ashland, about 50 miles. So uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun, bopping around to see Anothos with them for a day. Uh, we got a lot of other stuff planned. It's just, you know, it's all kind of fluid, but we're three, four weeks yeah. out front. Any, uh, any ones yet that you can, uh, can dish on at this point? Mostly for me, so I can know where we're going next. Oh, you know, I was on the phone <laughs> just before you were setting all this stuff up. Yeah. I'm trying to set up, we want to do uh, some fly fishing at Crater Lake. Uh, I want to do some, some um, biking stories before the uh, summer ends, but we got to get out of this, got out of this foggy, smoky haze before we can talk about Sooner riding bicycles. Sooner than later, hopefully, yeah. Um, yeah, stuff like that. Cool. Well, anything else that you wanted to add? No, uh, I think it's been fun, and I, I think this is a, a really interesting uh, change. You know, like I said, you know, it, when I started at the Coos Bay World in 1986, it was carbon paper and manual typewriters. And now it's Super HD TV. Uh, it's amazing how just this part of my career has kind of spanned journalism and of a hundred years. Yeah, you've had to go from just from writing words to actually being someone who gets excited about things on camera and, and, and conveys information in an interesting way. Well, I always get excited about this stuff anyways. It's just, True. Now there's a but camera people, on me but and people I don't to, see it, have to you know, until my now. language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, cool. And so uh, these are going to be uh, held uh, three times a week at 6 p.m. on KTVL. Um, what Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then 6 a.m. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And they're all going to kind of dovetail. Well, they're going to dovetail into the Oregon Outdoors section that we produce on Friday in the Mail Tribune and MailTribune.com. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for coming by, Mark. My pleasure. Appreciate thanks. you talking about this. Again, uh, yeah, be looking out for that next week, and uh, we will have future installments ready for you as they come up. And uh, we're both really excited about this. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon.